super excited to be back with you talking more about the human weapon system topic that we started diving into last week. So just for a little bit of context, I mentioned in our previous episode, which should have been episode 25, I believe, that um, I had this idea about the human weapon system and how we are all weapon systems and that you need to invest in specific areas or specific subsystems in order to you know, optimize ourselves as humans and, you know, to become the best humans possible. And part of that weapon system was made up of four different pieces four or four different subsystems that I like to call it. Again, this is what works for me. Obviously, as you think through this idea and if it resonates with you, you'd come up with your own subsystems or feel free to use mine as well. Um, but for me, my, my weapon system is broken up into four subsystems, uh, mind, body, soul, and finances. And again, not really a fan of the word finances, but we'll get to that uh, at a later episode as we dive into that. But in today's episode, I want to talk about the mind subsystem and kind of how I think about it. So the goal with any of the subsystems is to intentionally align our daily actions to meet our broader goals, right? So those goals could be centered around how we make the best investments in each of these subsystems. So the specific actions or the tasks that we take may overlap between each of the subsystems as we'll kind of dive into a little bit today and you'll hear some reoccurring themes as we dive into the other ones. But today we're going to just specifically focus on the mind. So the definition of the mind, according to Oxford, is the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences to think and to feel and the faculty of consciousness and thought. So when we think about the mind or when we talk about the mind in this context of the human weapon system, we're concerned with these functional areas, things we need to do to keep our mind clear, things we need to do to keep our mind focused things we are doing to keep our mind learning and engaged and things we are doing to allow our mind to rest. So what does that look like day to day, right? And from a day to day planning standpoint. So let's take some small examples, examples that I use, you know, in my life. And um, hopefully some of these will resonate with you. So when you think about keeping our mind learning and engaged, right? So this could look like investing the time to read 10 pages a day in a personal development book or, an entrepreneur book or, or something like that, a, a nonfiction type book that's going to have you learning about a specific topic. If you can get that up to like a chapter a day, that's even better. Some people are extreme, right? Some people can try to get through a book a day, um, which is a lot, but you know, that's a pretty hefty investment. So it just really depends on, on where you want to go and, and kind of what investment you're making in at that time. Some days you may try to shoot for a, a chapter a day because you're trying to learn something new. Other days, you might just stick to 10 pages a day because you just want to keep that commitment and that habit to yourself. For me personally, I try to get to at least a chapter a day, um, depending on my schedule. Um, but at a minimum, I'm, I'm reading at least 10 pages a day. And that I've been doing that now since roughly, I, I guess, the first time I did 75 Hearts, so September of 2019. And I've read over 70 books in this last three years that I've been doing this, which is a lot. Um, this last year's kind of gotten a little bit slower just because I'm reading, uh, uh, bigger books, but, um, you know, I've been able to really dive into very specific topics and it's been really good for me. And it's something that I do on a, on a daily basis. Um, in terms of keeping our mind clear, you know, that could be something as simple as going for a 15 minute walk after a challenging meeting or a challenging conversation or something that just kind of has you a little bit troubled. Sometimes you just need to get outside and get some air, get some fresh air, get some sunshine and, um, even to the point where 
I would even recommend, especially if you're coming out of a challenging time and you're just trying to clear your head, it's like, don't even listen to earbuds or listen to music or anything. Just kind of just go out there and just tune into the nature, tune into the world around you. It might be, you might be living on a busy street or something and you might hear a lot of cars or you could be out, you know, in the country a little bit more, you're going to hear more of the nature sounds. But part of learning how to be more present is just being able to tune into the sounds in the world around you. And I found that to be a good way of getting out there and, and, you know, just getting some fresh air. Um, I personally try to walk at least 45 minutes a day, you know, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, sometimes in the afternoon, depending on if I've got a break, but um, it's good exercise and walking is one of the most over underrated exercises out there. So I definitely recommend that you do that more often. When we think about keeping our mind focused, it could be something as simple as turning off notifications on your phone for specific periods of time. So you can completely dedicate to yourself, dedicate yourself to the task in front of you. Um, a lot of people might have trouble doing that. A lot of people want to, are constantly picking up their phone at different parts of the day, or, or you might be picking up every couple of minutes just to see whatever your notifications are, to see the latest social media friend thing that you're, that you're paying attention to. And sometimes you just got to put that phone away. Sometimes you got to uh, turn those notifications off. And if it gets really extreme, go ahead and put that phone in a different, completely different room and don't pay attention to it for a very specific period of time. It could be half an hour, it could be 45 minutes, it could be an hour, it could be all day. Um, only you can decide what's going to make the most important. But the goal, again, is to keep you focused on the tasks that you're working on, whether that be work-related, whether that be reading, um, anything that you're trying to do to get ahead in life. Um, when it comes to allowing our mind to rest, you know, one thing that I like to do is sitting still or, or meditating for at least 10 minutes. You know, you can do it after lunch, you can do it first thing in the morning, you can do it in the evening. Though the evening could be kind of interesting because, you know, I know for myself, if I'm particularly if I'm pretty tired in the evening, I tend to start to fall asleep while I'm meditating. So you just got to really kind of think about uh, when the best time for you to do that. Also recommend doing that again after a challenging conversation could be used in conjunction with going for a walk. But um, it, I find it's always good to just get a little bit of stillness and just get a little bit of peace and, and kind of diving into, you know, being present and, and, and sitting with your emotions for a bit to kind of start to parse through them. Um, now these are small things that you can do and, and these can take anywhere between 10 minutes to 20 minutes a day, depending on how long you're going to do them for. So it's really, really, really small kind of tangible tactical things that you can work on every day to kind of enable and to evolve your mind as a subsystem of your bigger weapon system. Now, how does it look with bigger examples as, as they fit into our broader goals? So when you think about being uh, learning and engaged and keeping your mind learning and engaged is uh, say I have a broader goal of improving a specific area of my life. So for example, I work in software development and there are some gaps that I have that I've identified that I need to work on. And in this case, I've identified a class that I can take to help bridge that gap. So it's not part of what I do at work. It's something I'm doing on the side to, and in my spare time to um, get better at specific areas of software development. And I have to actually invest the time to do that. I got to set a set of time every day to say like, I'm going to go ahead and do this class because it's important for me to address this gap. And, and that time that I set aside is a commitment that I'm making myself to actually get it done. Um, another example is I want to compete in jujitsu. So while I'm off the mat, I intentionally plan time in my day to watch jujitsu related videos or instructionals. Right. And so again, kind of similar to taking a class for software development. I'm taking a class for jujitsu in terms of like how people get out of certain positions or how they navigate, um, you know, applying pressure in different ways. Um, so been diving deeper into that and intentionally, again, setting time aside in my day to actually do those things. And those are become, have become non-negotiables for me. What about keeping your mind 
uh, at rest. And so, you know, there's been periods in my life where I couldn't get out of my head and I would constantly turn on a specific event or a person or something in my thoughts. So, um, to get past that, I would intentionally set time aside to do longer guided meditations, right? So these meditations could last anywhere from 20 minutes all the way up to like an hour and 20 minutes. And what I could tell you is sitting for sitting silently with yourself for an hour and trying to stay focused and stay present is such a interesting experience. You know, most people might say that they can't even sit with themselves for like a minute, let alone, you know, 60 minutes or hundred, you know, 120 minutes or whatever. And, but what you find is as you practice and as you get better at it, your mind starts to calm down and you start to remind your mind that you're the one in charge and it needs to do what you tell it to do. And a good way of doing that is to sitting for those long periods of, of meditation. Now you could do it silently. I'd recommend if you're starting out, try to find a guided meditation that that's long because it can kind of work you, work you through the process and tell you how to focus on different things at different times throughout the meditation. But um, it's a great um, way of of really calming your mind down, sitting still, staying present, and really kind of giving some clarity to your mind as you work through it. Um, so the key here is to align your broader goals into your daily actions. And those investments and those times that you set aside are non-negotiables, right? So I'll sit down and I'll write out my long-term goals and I'll review that every month or so. And from those long-term goals, I will write very specific monthly goals that align with those broader long-term goals. And then in turn, those monthly goals turn into weekly goals and, and those weekly goals turn into daily uh, goals, which I call my power list, right? So my power list is my list of tasks that I'm doing every single day. They're my non-negotiables. These are the things I have to get done in order to meet some broader thing that I'm trying to work on. And I keep track of it like I do a baseball score or like a, a, a sports team scores. If I get everything done in my power list for the day, that's a win. And if I don't get everything done, it's a loss. And I keep track of the score for on a you know daily, weekly, monthly basis. And I even got to the point where I'm keeping track of the winning streak, right? So if I hit my power list every day for a week, then I've my winning streaks at seven days and so on and so forth. I can't remember exactly the longest w- winning streak I had. I think I had a 170 something day winning streak uh, uh, in 20, I think that would have been 2020. Um, but, uh, or maybe that was 2021. It might've been 2021. So, um, but you know, those are things that I set aside for myself. And as you start to build momentum and as, and as you start to make, keep keeping those commitments to yourself and getting your stuff knocked out in your power list, you realize, wow, I'm making progress. You don't want your winning streak to go away. So you keep going at it and you get to decide what's really important and what your non-negotiables are going to be every day on that power list. Right. So it's things like reading 10 pages. It's things like setting an hour aside to do uh, some software development or learning jujitsu or, you know, working out or whatever. But those are the important things that I have every day that sit on my power list. And, and I go through this and again, they, they will fit broad, broadly into a weekly goal that fits into a monthly goal that fits into a yearly goal. And again, seems like a lot of work, but these are, these are the ways, and this is the path that I've found that gives me uh, the right mechanisms to put in place that I can continue to move forward and continue to be, you know, the best human possible that I can be. So, um, and it's a constant cycle of planning and attention on a daily basis. So, you know, it, it, what I've, I think the key thing that it's done for me is it allows me to live a life of intention. And once you really start to figure out that it's like, you're going to figure out what's important in your life. So you got to begin to ask yourself before you do anything during the day is whether or not the action you're about to take aligns with your daily plan or your broader goals. And it's become you know easy for me to say that now. 
you know, if I find myself wasting time, I will literally catch myself and saying like, Hey man, are, is what you're doing right now, scrolling mindlessly through social media, is that going to help you hit an item on your power list or does it fit with your broader goals? And nine times out of 10, that answer is no. So then, you know, it, you know, I think about it and I have to make a choice and, and I, you know, I'll choose to do something better. I'll choose to get something knocked out on my power list. Um, and you know, it becomes a conscious decision. Now, sometimes you may say like, yeah, this is going to be worth this, you know, an hour scrolling mindlessly on social media. Maybe that's it. Right. But at least you're making a conscious decision and you're doing it with intentions. So, um, you're going to start to see there's a symbiotic relationship between each part of the weapon system and in your daily actions. And so as we cover more about those overlaps and we'll dive into the next parts of the weapon system, you'll see like meditation also affects the soul and learning, you know, uh, forcing your mind to learn is going to affect your finances because you have to learn how to get better in investing and in managing your money. So Again, it's a symbiotic relationship between each of the subsystems, but these are the, some of the very tangible things that I do to address the mind part of the weapon system. So hopefully you found some value in that and hopefully you got some ideas and they're turning in your head or coming up in your head where you know you can apply this to every part of your life. So love to hear your comments around that. Please be sure to visit our website at stormchamp.com. Leave a comment in the comments to let me know how you're thinking about it or uh, you'll also find links to our social media there, so feel free to engage us there. And be sure to uh, tune in next time as we cover the body part of the sub system within the human weapon system. And we're going to get into a little bit of how I think about uh, how I approach uh, making my body and making my health and my wellness being uh, better every day to you know be as optimal as possible for you know my part of the weapon system. So. Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate it. Hopefully you got some value out of this. I wish you all peace, health, and happiness, and we will talk to you soon. Keep pushing.